Hi, I'm Paul Reitzer, founder of Marketing AI Institute and creator of the Marketing AI Conference, or MACON. MACON is designed to help marketing leaders understand, pilot, and scale AI in their organizations. In July 2019, we hosted the inaugural event where we talked with some of the speakers who predicted future marketing trends and shared tips about implementing AI. Today's episode features an interview with Mitch Joel, who discussed how to integrate voice assistance into your marketing. Today's guest, Mitch Joel, is the founder of Six Pixels Group, an advisory, investing, and content-producing company that's focused on commerce and innovation. His first book, Six Pixels Separation, named after his successful blog and podcast, is a business and marketing bestseller. And this was an interesting reversal of roles for me because for years I appeared on podcasts with Mitch and did interviews about marketing agencies and the performance blueprint and personal branding. So it was fun to reverse the roles and ask Mitch a little bit about himself, his company, and his vision for the impact of voice assistance on marketing in the future. Six Pixels Group right now is really more of a holding company. Prior to this, I helped build and grow one of the largest independent digital marketing agencies that I then sold to WPP, which is one of the largest marketing communications holding companies in the world. And well, it's been five years since I sold the business and one year since I exited that business. And I wanted to take a space where I could start working on some projects. So I have been fundamentally advising. I've been doing a lot of investing. I've been doing a lot of content creation. I've been maintaining and running Six Pixels of Separation, which is a blog and podcast for you know well over 15 years, believe it or not. And on the side have been very active in advising and investing, in particular in things that are related to artificial intelligence, smart audio, blockchain, and that space. So as I said, I've known Mitch for probably the better part of 10 years, and I've always looked to him as someone that has a good pulse on what's coming. And so, you know, having Mitch at Macon to talk about voice was really important to me because I thought he could do a great job of explaining to our audience the opportunity that exists. And so we asked him to try and put into context the significance of what's happening in the space today. It feels the exact same way it felt when I saw the first web browser. And I think it's going to be actually bigger than that. If you look at what's happening right now, I would make the argument that voice is the best user experience. It's the best user interface that we have. You can go back to things like Star Trek and you know computer and it responding. And we sort of realized really quickly that when matched with AI and done well, the present and the future. And I say the present because right now, a lot of people, when they think of things like Alexa or Siri or Google Home, they think about the pods, those speakers, those pellets that sort of sit randomly in desks and you use them to control things. You know, we bark at them like we're dominatrix, like do this, do that. And they do these things. What we may not realize is, one, that market space is really exploding still. Deloitte is saying 250 million smart speakers will be in market by the end of 2019, the year we're in. But what is more powerful is that the technology that's underneath it, this voice technology, is currently being deployed on 3.25 billion devices. And it's going to expand to 8 billion within the next four or five years. So it's everything from your smartphone to your watch to whatever else has voice-enabled technology. This leads me to a theory or a thesis that, and it's not mine alone, it's a sort of commonly held trope amongst people who love this stuff, is that 
writing really will be relegated to people who are writers. And I write so I can see myself sort of typing and clicking away on a keyboard, but otherwise our interaction with technology will be completely voice driven. And there's a reason we're seeing the uh, FANG companies, the Facebooks, Amazon, Apples, Netflix, and Googles of the world really paying a lot of attention to this space. So again, we think of things like Alexa and go, wow, we know Alexa and we see the echoes and the pluses and the shows and all that. What people may not realize is that currently Alexa employs 10,000 people with like two or 3,000 openings. Like that's a lot of people full time from Amazon pumping away at this. And it's a world where even Apple with Siri, while a lot of people use Siri because it's on their smartphones, they haven't really even pulled the trigger on the voice assistant component of it, which is going to happen really soon, I think. And so it's a massive, massive industry. And really, all we're going to do is talk to tech the way we talk to one another. So we know voice is huge and it's only going to get bigger and impacting you know, us as consumers, but also us as businesses. So we asked Mitch to share a little bit about what he was going to talk about in his session and also to take a look at what does voice actually mean to marketers and how should they be thinking about it? I've been in marketing for a long time, three decades, and I've done it from traditional magazine publishing all the way to the latest and most cutting edge of digital technologies. And when I think about marketing, we talk a lot about understanding what your brand voice is. How does it resonate? How does it feel in the marketplace? And one of the things I'm going to be presenting for the first time today here at Marketing Artificial Intelligence is this idea that we are going to shift from brand voice, which will still need to voice brand. Every brand will need to have a voice brand. And that's going to happen in a myriad of marketing ways. Inbound voice brand will be someone is proactively looking for an insurance policy. You know, Alexa, who can give me the best insurance? So suddenly now whatever comes back is going to be on the brand to figure out whether it's a paid or earned moment for them with these walled gardens of Alexas and Amazons and Googles to be there. Outbound, what is our voice brand? What does it sound like? Is it a celebrity? Is it female? Is it male? Is it androgynous? What's the tone of it? Is it happy? Is it very positive? Is it? We are going to have to figure out now, not just our brand voice, which is that sort of feeling, but our voice brand. Like, what does our brand actually sound like? And that's going to be a massive shift. And if you see, you know, again, some of the interesting data that I'll be showing today is 30% of all searches on Google are going to be done without a screen by the end of this year. So imagine what does that mean? It means that people are using their voice assistant technology on their smartphones or on their smart speakers to ask Google questions that they would have traditionally typed in. So now if you think about that from a marketing perspective, you're suddenly in a double world of voice search optimization. You're in a space of voice search marketing because if you can't optimize to be the first result if someone asks for it, you have to be optimized on the media paid side to get there. So the impact on brands is going to be massive. I think it's going to be as massive, if not bigger than the impact of the web was. Like suddenly brands had to have a face and build a website and then they had to be social and they had to be mobile. Then they needed e-commerce. That's going to be a whole new world when it comes to interacting in this voice-based world. I should also say that it's not just voice because the truth is that there is screens. Like in the voice space, they have this thing called multimodal. And multimodal would be things like the, if you've ever seen the Echo Show which is sort of like a screen or it looks almost like an alarm clock. 
But that technology, again, is going to be persistent and pervasive where you won't really look at a television and go, that's a television. It's going to be a fully interactive screen with voice. So now imagine you're in the kitchen and you could literally cook along with a celebrity chef. And it's so intelligent because the power of AI, it's not like this is how you make a brownie. It's like you could input the entire meal and it'll take the whole meal, probably show you everything. And so that you know, like, oh, when you're making your entree, that's when you're going to start getting ready for your main dish, whatever it might be. So the impact of it from that side is going to be just massive. So as Mitch said, voice is going to be everywhere in our lives. It's going to not only be the way we look for things, but it's going to come across in screens. You're going to ask for ingredients or directions or whatever it may be, and voice is going to deliver the answer to you. And that's a big, complex world to think about as a marketer. It's how do you create a voice in that space and how do you build your marketing strategy around it? And so we asked Mitch to try and unpack it a little bit and just what are some quick tips or what are some things he can offer that can help marketers just take those first steps in this area of voice? Any tips? I mean, ultimately, you have to make some very difficult decisions about what are the type of, so keyword searches in traditional search engines. In voice, we call them invocations. You use your voice to invoke something. So understanding what are consumers currently invoking in terms of what's related to your space, figuring out again what type of voice you want, figuring out what type of content you have, figuring out how to make that content work cross-platform because they're not, they are walled gardens. So if you're working in Google, you're not working in Amazon. If you're working in Amazon, you have to figure out how all those work. And then it's just a general marketing play of how you're going to pull it all together. But I think just having a strategy and thinking about it would be a great first place to start. What are the invocations people may be using that might be related to your brand? One of the things I've always loved about Mitch is how curious he is and how willing he is to admit when he doesn't really fully understand a space. But what Mitch has always excelled at is asking really smart questions and seeking the knowledge. And so in closing, we asked Mitch to give us a little insight into how he's thinking about this space and how his approach to seeking knowledge can actually translate to you as a marketer and how you can really learn how to get started and keep moving forward in artificial intelligence. Keep getting started. I mean, it's very early days, and I think the vast majority of stuff that's being positioned as artificial intelligence isn't necessarily true artificial intelligence. I think there are a lot of really smart people that you should be following, people like Christopher S. Penn, who's here today, and others who are really passionate about this space. I mean, I literally was having some drinks last night with Chris Penn, and he said five things that I had no idea what he was talking about. And not in terms of like complex ideas, but platforms and APIs that are there. And you just really realize I am not there. I am not there. I wish I could sit here and tell you, here's five things you should do. The answer is I would literally be starting with Wikipedia searches to understand what we're talking about. What is the difference between artificial intelligence and machine learning? How do they work together? Who are the players? What are they doing? I've taken a bit more of a proactive role personally in terms of both advising and investing in some of these companies. And look, I'm probably, you know, putting my money in a little pile and lighting it on fire for all I know, but I'm learning. And it's the sort of cost of education that I prefer to, to venture down, which is invest in people who are doing it and try and get some actionable items and knowledge out of it. And that's always the best place to start is learn. Be what I would call an infovore, you know, just be really you know, hungry and ravenous for more information about the space. 
That's a great note to end on with this interview with Mitch Joel. It's early. As a marketer, don't get intimidated by how abstract or complex it may seem to understand and get started with artificial intelligence. Everyone in marketing is in the same boat. We're all trying to figure this out. And the best thing we can advise people to do is just be curious and explore AI. Don't stop looking for new technologies, new processes that can drive efficiency and revenue in your business. Thanks again to Mitch Joel for sharing his insights into voice and the future of marketing. Join us for episode four when we talk with David Meerman Scott and Tamika Vasquez on the next frontier in marketing. Once again, I'm Paul Reitzer, founder of Marketing AI Institute and creator of the Marketing AI Conference. Thanks for listening to the Marketing AI Conference podcast. If you want to learn more about Macon 2020, visit us at macon.ai. That's M-A-I-C-O-N dot A-I. This podcast is a production of Evergreen Podcasts. A special thank you to producers Bridget Coyne and Dave Douglas and audio engineers Sean Rule Hoffman, Dave Douglas, and Eric Coltnow. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.